One day, you will tell your story of how you've overcome what you're going through now, and it will become part of someone else's survival guide. Welcome to that survival guide. I am your host, Ava McHugh, and this is The Humans of James River. In this podcast series, students and staff from James River High School will be telling the compelling stories about what has made them the person they are today. Some speakers on this podcast have chosen to conceal their identities and will remain anonymous. Some speakers will be talking about difficult subjects that may trigger emotional responses, and viewer discretion is advised. everyone welcome to the first episode of the humans of James River I am so excited to share this episode this story this person with you um, and this story in particular is extremely special to me because it's one of the people that inspired this podcast and this project all together um, I know you will enjoy this story as much as I did And if you feel that you know this person or you think you know who it is, please choose to protect their identity. Um, This episode was recorded over Thanksgiving break, and so it wasn't recorded in the same setting that all the rest of the episodes will be. So please disregard any background noises you may hear. Please forgive me. And today, you will be hearing from a 16-year-old male student from James River High School. I hope you enjoy. So, growing up, I feel like my family had a lot of problems. My dad was kind of always in and out of jobs, just kind of moving around which left my mom kind of taking care of both me and my sister. And my parents were mainly focused on my sister just because she had a lot of problems. She was selectively mute, which basically means that she could talk, but she was just too scared to. She was diagnosed with like anxiety and and depression at a really young age. And that kind of shifted my parents' focus all towards her which in turn kind of made me feel alone because I had to pretty much raise myself. Like they just expected me to be perfectly okay because she had so many problems, which kind of left me to deal with my own shit on my own. And just as life started kind of going on, it became more of a problem because I never really knew how to deal with any of it. I just had to figure it out like on my own. So, I guess my problems really kind of started in first grade. My best friend at the time, because I didn't really have any friends in elementary school, was an old man that I saw every single day when I got off the bus, and he would come hang out with me. He gave me presents, he was always my first stop in like Halloween, and just kind of like, he was that figure that I admired, 
So in first grade, he was supposed to come to my birthday party, and then he never showed up. And later I found out that he died the day he was got went into the hospital on my birthday and died the day after. So it was like this man that I looked up to, who was pretty much my only friend at the time, died and no one ever really talked about it. And I didn't find this out until months later. He just kind of disappeared and I was too young to really understand what was going on. And that kind of caused me to spiral out of control because in first grade, even with your parents helping, you don't know how to deal with those emotions, let alone having to do all of it yourself. And it just kind of caused me to spiral. And my parents finally started noticing around fourth in fourth grade when I started getting like really bad anxiety and I was depressed. And uh, there was a few months where I just didn't go to school because it made me, I was too scared to actually go. So then I got put on meds and everything started going more smooth. And everything went pretty well until beginning of eighth grade and of seventh grade when I decided to kind of go off of the medication just because it kind of makes you feel like a droid, like a robot. You don't really know what's going on. Like you don't, while you don't feel like sad and you don't feel depressed, you also don't ever feel happy. Like you just don't have any emotions in general, good or bad. So it kind of just makes you feel empty and not like yourself. So I decided to go off of that and just see where it went. And my parents were trying to get me to like wean off of it and just not like go cold turkey because it messes with you a lot when you do. But I kind of just stopped taking them and went cold turkey. And then just having that lack of support from the medicine, I didn't really know how to handle my emotions because I'd never really been taught to and my solution was medication. And it's, I kind of felt like it would be a huge pain to my parents if I'm like, all right, I need to go back on. So I just try to figure out the best way for me to deal with all that and that ended up being smoking and doing a lot of drugs just to kind of make me not feel all of the pain and then that kept going for a pretty long time and freshman year just started selling and just started hanging around the wrong people. And I've always kind of been an empath, which basically means I kind of like relate to people's problems. And if like, you're going to go ahead and tell me your problem, like it makes me feel for you in a way. So it just, I kind of got stuck around this crowd of people that had all these problems, like a bunch of them didn't even have homes. They kind of just like couch surfed on all of our friends' houses. And my house kind of became the hub of like where all the messed up drug dealers would stay. And me being the way I am, 
I would try to talk them through all their problems and like try to get them help and get them out of that situation, which just kind of dragged me down deeper into it. And I was just kind of stuck there for a while in the same routine of like trying to help all these people and them just not making a change and me thinking I can do better next time. And people run out of luck sooner or later. Like, you're not always going to come out on top. You're not always going to get away with everything. And then all of them started getting arrested. And a bunch of them started dying. And it kind of makes you feel like you failed. Like, the amount of time and energy I spent into trying to get these people to a better place was all for nothing. Like, it kind of felt like I spent all this time and I just wasted it. And that kind of drove me down deeper into what I was doing. And I just kept going deeper and deeper and deeper. And my parents had no idea what was going on. Like, they were just focused on my sister and all of her shit. And I was just kind of alone doing my own thing. And it never really stopped until one day I just woke up and realized I was wasting my life away. I was just not really going in a direction that would produce anything other than negative energy and just, like, I just couldn't keep going the way I was going. There's nothing, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. It was, I was either going to die or be arrested in jail. You know, it's so interesting and like crazy to hear you tell the story to me because I mean obviously we've only met this year but if you ever saw you from the outside you would never think that that is your life and you know I think the craziest thing is like you woke up one day and you just decided that you were gonna be different and I think that's something that's almost impossible for anyone to do so how did you go about changing your life like what what did you do that helped you get to where you are today I think it was just a huge wake-up call when so many of my friends were getting arrested and dying and it was just one of those things where it all happened in like a matter of two months and I had lost like three, three friends and the rest were all charged going to court and I was just like woke up one day and realized that's gonna be me eventually if I don't change what I'm doing so I kind of just went with it. I stopped smoking. I stopped doing drugs. I stopped selling. And I kind of cut myself off from everyone and just stayed in my house. I don't know. It was just a huge wake-up call to see all the people that I cared about, all the people that I was hanging out with, start kind of disappearing. That must have been, like, when you started cutting yourself off from everything, that must have been, like, really, really hard on your 
mental state. Like, when you don't have anyone to talk to, you don't have any... You're trying to cut yourself off from all those people. Like, that is a really, like, dark place. You know what I mean? So, you know, how did you... When you started to get back with friends and meet new people and kind of reintroduce yourself into, like, a normal, quote-unquote, life, how did you start choosing the people that you want to have around you? I mean, it just kind of happened organically. Like, some people I'm closer to for no reason. Some people I'm closer to just because I've known them for such a long time. And it wasn't one of those things where I set out to, like, okay, I'm going to make a friend that meets, the like, this criteria. It just kind of happened, and I went with it, and... If it was unhealthy, then I didn't follow through with it. And if it was good for me, then I just kind of rolled with it. It's so crazy to hear you tell us. Like, it's almost impossible for anyone to do that. And the fact that you're successful in it is really cool. Um, Like, most people, if they go through something like that and they're like, oh, I want to make a change, it doesn't normally happen. So I think it definitely says something about you. Um, obviously that's a part of your past. Um, is there ever like a thought in your mind that you would end up going back to that? I mean, there's definitely been those days where it seems like it would be easier just to go back to all of that. And it's like, there's those days that I miss those people that I was hanging around But at the same time, I'm in such a healthier place where I am right now than I was at that time. So even when I'm thinking about it and thinking it would all be easier, there's that part of me saying, like, you're just going to get sucked down the rabbit hole and you're going to have to go through all of it again. And I've come so far from that place that it would just seem like I wasted even more time. Yeah. What do you want to do in the future? I mean, obviously I want to go to college. Then just kind of take it by ear. I just want to thank my guest for being a part of this experience. Um, It was extremely emotional and unique. I actually cried after... We finished recording because of all of the emotion that comes with telling such a personal story and being a part of this unique and intimate experience. Um, This brings me back to when I told my own story through my TED Talk, and I know how difficult that can be and how much it takes to get over that initial fear, and I felt so honored that someone was willing to give me a piece of themselves. Um, And I can't thank you enough. Um, If you or someone you know would like to speak on this podcast, um, please contact me through email, humansofjrhs at gmail.com, 
or through Instagram at humans of JRHS. Um, I will respond as soon as you message me. Um, and please give me feedback on the website under the contact section. Um, tune in in the next week or so for another episode. It's really, really unique. Um, and I hope you all enjoyed. Thank you for listening.